Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? My Take Radio, Episode 4 for Thursday, July 30th. I'm your host, Rich, and the music you just heard is by Victor Steller. It is the Transformers intro mix. If you want to get it for yourself, you can check out podsafeaudio.com. I'm actually pretty shocked that the intro music played. I'm very surprised, considering that nine times out of ten, the shit doesn't work. But what can you do? Anyway, before I get into this week's topics, I just want to make a very interesting observation that I noticed. Uh, Michael Jackson has been dead for about 36 days now, maybe a little bit more, and he's still not buried yet. Don't know what they plan on doing with him, but, uh, you know, it's obviously got to be fucking up the kids. So, Jackson family, please, if you know, fight over his money after you bury him, because he was skin and bones when he died. There's not going to be much of him left when you bury him. But that's no here, no there. Anyway, with that out of the way, let's get into this week's topics. Um, quick rundown. We're going to talk some MMA news. Uh, affliction, definitely topic of discussion. Fedor, topic of discussion. UFC, topic of discussion. Uh, we're going to touch on some wrestling stuff, mostly uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, somebody got fired this week. And um, that's pretty much it. Not too much stuff going on in wrestling as a whole. Uh, A lot of video game news this week. And I'm going to talk about a couple of movie news. We're going to take your phone calls and your letters. To call in, dial 347-324-3541. Once again, that number is 347-324-3541. Feel free to call at any time to discuss any of the topics at hand. 
Um, after the show, you can stick around and go into the post-show chat room that's set up usually during the show and after the show. So please, you know, call in or just stick around and go into the post-show chat if you are shy about being on the show. All right, with that out of the way, MMA news, of course. Uh, the big thing that happened was, which I discussed last week, was Josh Barnett testing positive for steroids. Um, the California State Athletic Commission took it upon themselves to not approve him for a license based on him testing positive, and it ended up causing a bigger problem because they had to find an opponent for Fedor. There was a short list of guys, you know, there was rumors of Brett Rogers, there was rumors of Bobby Lashley, rumors of Tank Abbott, so on and so forth. At the end of the day, though, something which was totally unexpected happened, and that is that Affliction canceled the whole event. They just decided, fuck it, we can't find anybody to fight Fedor, uh, you know, the hell with it. So they canceled the event. And, you know, they notified all the fighters. And, you know, a lot of people were pissed off. A lot of fighters were like, damn, you know, it's kind of fucked up that they left us hanging like that. But overall, the crazy thing that ended up happening was that Affliction, with their tail between their legs, so to speak, ended up partnering back on with the UFC. So now Affliction is an official UFC, UFC sponsor once again. And the fighters can wear of course, Affliction shirts out into the ring, I mean, out into the octagon during pay-per-view events. Now, the thing is that it was bound to go that route for Affliction. It's awful to say, but what ended up happening was you had a bunch of guys that they figured we're going to get big names and throw fuckloads of money at them. And, you know, it's, it's a great thing to do because, you know, you get big draws, but what happens is that when you lay out money for certain guys, like, you know, there were guys that were getting paid, you know, $800,000, uh, $500,000, $250,000, you know, and they're, they're top guys, but they're not that high up the uh, ladder to get that kind of money. So it, you know, it was just a matter of time. I think I am not surprised that it happened. I just was shocked that it went down the way it did. The thing that bugged me out most was that UFC took them back kind of with open arms, and, you know, UFC's not stupid either. They were like, look, these guys folded. They got a couple of guys on their roster that, you know, would be great additions to the UFC. Fuck it, you know. We let them in, we buy out their contracts, and we keep it moving. Okay. Now, the problem with that was that with afflictions folding, the UFC kind of thought, you know, that they would be able to bag Fedor as part of the deal. But the problem is that, as I've said before, Fedor is one of those guys that he's tied in with M1, which is his promotion. He's a part owner out of Russia. These guys, they're really involved in a lot of stuff. You know, whether it's shady or not, you know, they're involved in a lot of shit. And the basic, the basic premise of it was that M1 wanted to co-promote any pay-per-views that Fedor was in, and they also wanted to make sure that Fedor was allowed to compete in Sambo competitions for Russia. And on top of that, you know, they wanted, you know, a fuckload of money. So the UFC has been going back and forth with Fedor now for a little bit, and the shit is that 
while, you know, I understand that M1, you know, they want their, they want to protect their fighter, they want to get a fuckload of money, they're hurting Fedor versus giving him a shot, you know, because it's like when you're the best in the world, let's not even talk about the money for a second. Put it like this. If, I'm the, if you're the best at something and everybody says, hey, man, you're the best, you're the best one, blah, 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 but you're really not because there's another guy uh, somewhere in this world that's better than you, you're going to want to make sure that you beat that guy to prove it to yourself that you're the best. And, you know, Dana White's not stupid. He's like, look, you know, Brock Lesnar can be heavyweight champion, and that's great, and he's considered the best in the world, you know, in quotes. And Fedor has beaten countless people. He's technically undefeated. I mean, the loss that he sustained was for a cut stoppage. It wasn't a legitimate loss. So with that out of the way, you know, it's, it opens up a door for Fedor fighting Brock Lesnar. And, you know, the UFC's really trying to cater to him. They're like, look, well, fucking your first fight will be a title fight. Supposedly, the deal that they offered him was six fights. And I don't know how accurate or how legitimate this is, but this is what's made the rounds today. It was six fights for $30 million. That means, you know, he's making $5 million per fight. $30 million total. It's fucking insane. And, you know, his first fight will be against Brock Lesnar. And supposedly UFC offered M1 a cut of the pay-per-view on top of the money that they're paying Fedor. It's fucking insane. And then Fedor, they said he can wear, you know, whatever M1 shit he wanted to walk out to the ring. And they're going to let him compete in Sambo, which is fucking ridiculous. It's like the UFC is really bending over backwards and taking it in the ass just to get one guy. And it, it, again, you know, I understand he's the best fucking guy out there, and that's great. But you know what? Is all this headache really worth it for one guy? There's a part of me that would love to see him fight Brock Lesnar, but if it's this much of a headache, I honestly want Brock Lesnar to beat him, humble him, and then the UFC goes, you're done. Get out of here. You know, we got what we wanted out of you, and then they fucking send them packing. Because, you know, all that hype and all that shit, and all this money that's being laid out for one guy is, is, is personally, I think it's not fair to some of the other talented athletes that are out there that could ju just as easily fight, not, you know, to fight Brock Lesnar, but are just as good. I think the UFC is, you know, being very accommodating and M1, they're just fucking trying to get that paper. I respect it, but I think, you know, it's, it's good and bad for the sport all the same. Uh, last thing I wanted to cover in MMA news is that the, uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission was discussing the use of instant replay in MMA fights. Uh, they were meeting on it and discussing it. And, you know, they want to be able to use it for, you know, determining technical knockouts, injuries that were caused by fouls, you know, like an accidental punch to the head or a kick in the nuts. They want to definitely make sure that they got all those covered. Now, in terms of whether it comes through or not, that remains to be seen. I think instant replay for MMA is hit and miss because, I mean, a lot of times dudes get accidentally kicked in the groin. It happens. You know, you go in for an inside leg kick. You kick somebody in the fucking jewels. They fall over. Ah, you know, you get five minutes. But definitely, I think for illegal blows to the back of the head, um, accidentally kneeing down the opponents, you know, things like that, it could come in handy. It's not going to hurt or, you know, make the sport better. So, I mean, it'd be cool to see, but it's no big deal. Uh, last thing to close it out, uh, this Sunday, if you're a New Yorker and you want to try and help MMA get uh, 
sanctioned in New York. They're having an MMA expo at uh, Nassau Coliseum. Uh, a lot of great fighters will be there. You can go in there and get uh, some autographs and photos. Uh, admissions, 40 bucks. You can go to, I think it's NYC, NYMMAexpo.com. Uh, Sean Shirk is going to be there, Clay Guida, uh, Jens Pulver, Andre Olavsky, Jamie Varner. There's going to be a lot of great fighters. You know, 40 bucks. you go, you make a day out of it, you support the sport, you get a couple of badass pictures, and that's pretty much it. So if you're a New Yorker, you want to help support the sport and get it sanctioned, go check out the MMA Expo on Sunday. I believe it's from 10 a.m. till 3.30. That wraps up MMA news for this week. I'm more than sure I left some shit out. But um, fuck it. The show must go on. Uh, if you want to call in and discuss any of the shit I just talked about, 347-324-3541. Uh, wrestling, not too much shit this week. But um, the big thing was Shaq hosted Raw this week. And I have to admit, a lot of funny stuff. Shaq, great chemistry. He just... A fan, you can tell he's just a big kid, just a big fan of the sport. You know, he's um, he's really into it, and it, it was awesome. And not for nothing, I was very impressed. He lost a shitload of weight. I think he really wants to go to Cleveland and do some damage with LeBron James. I'm not gonna go into this whole big sports rant, but it would be badass, you know, if you know he did good with Cleveland. But moving on from that. Shaq's appearance, great. He had great uh, comedic timing, great presence. His opening promo with uh, Chris Jericho was good. I knew that they were going to definitely tease a face-off with the Big Show or the Great Collie. It just has to happen because you've got to show the parallel of, holy shit, here's this big motherfucker and here's this other big motherfucker, and they're going to fight. You know, everybody wants to see that, especially kids. Kids love that. She's like, oh, my God, a Big Show. Ah, a Big Show. Fucking Shaq. Ah, you know, fucking kids ate it up. It was insane. Um, like I said, Shaq, great uh, opening promo, great monologue. It was fantastic. The only thing that I kind of didn't like, which was, you know, Big Show challenged Shaq to a fight, and, you know, Shaq was like, no, but the Big Show also delivered some strong promo work. He was like, you know, I don't want to beat your ass, and, you know, LeBron James comes to defend you, and I got to beat his ass. Like, it was pretty cool that they were acknowledging that uh, Chris Jericho had line of the night when the show opened when he said, oh, I thought we were going to have an all-star here, and I thought it would be Kobe Bryant. It's just you. So, you know, Shaq, of course, responded apropos to the situation. Uh, the main event was um, the big show and Chris Jericho against Crime Time. Now, I don't want to say that it was really weird having Crime Time be the main event, but it was definitely not the norm. I'm more than sure... You know, some strings were pulled, whether it was an affirmative action call or not remains to be seen. But that's not something you see regularly. Uh, Shaq did get involved. He was the special enforcer. Uh, it was pretty cool that uh, Shaq, the Big Show went to chokeslam Shaq, and he had him up for the chokeslam, and, and Shaq came and wrapped him up for the chokeslam. You know, that was a, a really cool visual. But overall, I felt that the show... While, you know, the guest hosting is okay, Shaq has been the best host thus far. Next week, uh, Jeremy Piven's going to host it. Of course, they're going to be promoting that, uh, that car dealership movie that he's doing, which looks pretty funny. Plus, if he's fucking running Raw, like he plays Ari in Entourage, it'll be fucking fantastic. Just some guy comes in and he goes, what the fuck do you want? And just fucking screams at him. That would make my day. But, you know, that's next week. 
we covered this week. I also wanted to tip a tip a little bottle for Brian Kendrick. Uh, he got the can today. Uh, it's real unfortunate that guy. You know, small dude, great wrestler. I knew that as soon as they started having him feud with Jerry Lawler, it's like when you're feuding with a fucking announcer, it's because they're gonna fucking can you and be done with you. And I, you know, I felt bad for the dude. He got the boot, but. You know, I'm more than sure he'll end up in TNA wrestling for the X Division. And, you know, I wish him the best. You know, he's a great wrestler. His gimmick was fine as sh- was kind of shitty. But whatever. Uh, tonight is TNA's 200th episode. As a matter of fact, they're playing it on TV. And um, I have to admit, you know, it's pretty cool that TNA Impact made 200 episodes. It's just the same shit I always say. These fucking old guys, fucking Sting, fucking Kevin Nash, blah, blah, blah on the fucking TV, just break your hip already and go on fucking disability and give the young guys a shot. I'm begging you, please do that. But, you know, not to wish uh, ill will on them, but seriously, the old guys, I'm fucking done with them. Anyway, let's get into some fucking video game news. There's a lot of crazy shit going on, a lot of stuff dropping. Um, Funny thing that's been happening, uh, some numbers came out this week. Uh, no video game consoles are really making money. They are uh, definitely a lot of losses. PlayStation actually, some crazy shit is that PlayStation 2 outsold the PlayStation 3 and the PSP in the first quarter of the fiscal year for 2009. The PS2 sales went up 1.5 million units during the first quarter of last year and 1.6 this year. The PSP, they went from 3.7 last year to 1.3 this year. Now, that shit's fucking crazy because, you know, the PSP, it's like that, not to say that it's Sony's golden boy, but it's definitely, you know, they're acing the hole in terms of being competitive against, you know, the DS and the iPod. But the crazy shit is that that is a huge drop for the PSP. You know what it is? You got almost 4 million units sold, and this year you're not even pushing 1.5. It's ridiculous. PlayStation 3 sales went from 1.6 million last year to 1.1 this year. They're hardly cracking a million. Sony, of course, you know, they say, oh, you know, it's the high appreciation value of the yen. No, it's the fact that fucking $60 games and $300 and $400 consoles are insane. You know, PlayStation 2, as even though there aren't that many games out, you know, like new games, it's still... maintaining residual value, you know, for 100, 130 bucks, less than the price of a Wii, you can pick up a decent console and a fucking library of games that, you know, barely scratch 30 bucks, which is fantastic. You know, Nintendo, you know, they were really high for a while. Oh, yeah, everybody's buying the Wii, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? Those motherfuckers saw a loss, too. Nintendo actually reported that they dropped 60% in profits for the first quarter of this year. And they stated, you know, of course they're going to be like, oh, nobody wants to buy, you know, but everybody has the Wii now. So the net income dropped from $107 billion last year to $42 billion yen this year. Huge fucking drop. Now you'd think that the fact that you can buy the Wii everywhere now would motivate more people to buy it. But the problem, I think, is that there's not a lot of first-party console support. You know, there's... You know, fucking Raising Cats, Raising Dogs, fucking American Idol, Cooking Mama, all the, you know, but there's no no more Mario shit, no more, 
Zelda, you know, Metroid, they, they're doing a new Metroid, God knows when it's coming out. Like, there's not enough first-party, con- you know, first-party content that is um, trying to get that market share. It's like, you know, yeah, you can put out Mad World, which was good, um, No More Heroes, which was good, but there's not that huge-ass push, you know, there's not that first-party push like when you're selling a Mario game. You know, when you want to play Mario, it's like, holy shit, it's Mario. Let me tell you something. You can put Mario raping Luigi while the princess watches, and the game can last all of five minutes. Everybody will buy it because it's fucking Mario. You can make Mario flinging shit at Sonic while fucking Tails watches in a corner, and everyone will buy it because it's the fact that those are names that everybody enjoys. Now, of course, people are always going to say, well, you know, you got Wii Sports Resort, you got Wii Sports, yeah, but you know what it is? They're not pushing it. Can I tell you that the only reason I knew Wii Sports Resort came out was because of, you know, I fucking went into a store and saw it. There weren't commercials for it. There wasn't any kind of push for it. You know, it falls back to the same thing. It's like everybody loved Wii Sports. Everybody. Everybody who's come by my house and never played the Wii and played it thought it was the coolest shit. Yeah, the graphics looked like they were drawn by a five-year-old, but just the simplicity and the enjoyment, you know, made people want to play. Now, here you go doing a sequel with Wii Sports Resort. You don't see no fucking commercials. Yeah, they'll, pro- they'll promote it in game magazines and game blogs, but how about fucking commercials to promote your shit? It's like, are you really that high off your ass that you think that just because you put it out there and nobody knows it that they're going to buy it? Let me tell you something. Parents don't read video game magazines, and if they do, it's because their kid fucking flings it in their face. Parents respond to commercials, commercials, and more commercials, and, of course, the upselling from people at GameStop telling them, hey, you know, you could pick this up and blah, 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 and this, that, and the third. So let me tell you, nobody's making fucking money. The recession has everything fucked up. They could spin it and talk about the appreciation value of the yen, everybody having consoles. Nope. Here's what happens. We are fucking poor. That's what it is. A lot of motherfuckers got no money. The only escape that a lot of us have are video games, and the fact of the matter is that when you're dropping 60 bucks a pop, you're not, you're not going to fucking go and buy as many games. You're going to buy, you know, games that really get your attention. But, um, you know, I got a couple people in the chat room saying, well, I got one person in the chat room saying that they see Wii Sports Resort commercials all the time, and um, I don't see shit, dude. You know, you, you're fucking lucky wherever you are getting that shit. I get nothing. You know what I see in the morning? Infomercials. Do you want, not want to be fat? Try this product. Do you not want your feet to stink? Try this product. If you have trouble with getting a fucking boner, get this product. That's the shit they got. They don't fucking have real commercials pushing... Wii Sports Resort, at least not in New York. None. You know, wherever anybody else is, they probably got them. But New York don't got shit. Nothing. Anyway, my rant about that is fucking done. Nobody's making money. You know, please buy games. Help them out. Um, EA, of course, it kind of jumps back into the MMA news, announced that Fedor was going to headline their EA Sports uh, MMA fighting game along with... uh, Musai and uh, Renato Babalu Sobral. These are all guys that are fighting for Strike Force on the 15th. Um, 
EA is really just trying to tell UFC to go fuck themselves by saying, hey, man, you know, we got the guy that you want, and he's going to be on the cover of our game. And guess what? If you guys sign him, he'll probably be in your game and in our game, and you can't do shit about it. So EA definitely uh, tossing it in the UFC's face. Very amusing. But I think that at the end of the day, unless EA fucking puts out a phenomenal game, I'm not even worried about it. So have fun with that, EA. Have fun uh, paying Fedor a shitload of money. Maybe they'll want half of uh, EA for putting Fedor in their game. Who knows? Now, as I roll through uh, this week's news, I came across something very interesting. Of course, you know, Comic-Con recently happened, and the big topic of discussion was anything related to fucking Twilight. Anything. Anything. You can show those fucking pasty bullshit vampires blowing each other, and it's like, oh my god, ah, Twilight! Little tween girls fucking getting wet into drawers all about it. That, that's fine. But here it comes. The Twilight video game. Yes. They are going to do a video game about Twilight. It is, uh... I have no idea how the fuck it's going to be, but give me a fucking break, really, folks, really. But, of course, they, they sell it to you like it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Um, based on the uh, official TwilightTheVideoGame.com website, the game is described as an interactive experience that will allow players to immerse themselves in a deeper form of storytelling and adventure, gaining a deeper understanding of the Twilight Saga through your explorations and discoveries. Really? Really? Give me a fucking break. And then, of course, they go, the player will be able to experience the saga, because i got to read it like a fucking fruit booty that wrote this. The player will be able to experience the saga from the perspective of different characters. Utilize journal flashpoints, which can be read like a book, read to you by the author, or used to journey back in time to experience the events in the journal firsthand. And the game will also feature the ability for players to create their own characters, and even play as humans, werewolves, and vampires in multiplayer mode. Awful. Awful. And of course, no release date has been set. Blah, blah, blah. I gotta give credit to uh, 411mania.com for providing that tender nugget of information. Now, I'm gonna breathe because I'm gonna shit on this whole shit utterly. Look, I'm all for doing movie-based games. It's fantastic. Nine times out of ten, they suck balls. We discussed that last week. It was in last week's question. Games based on movies have a high rate of suckage. They do. So you're going to take this movie, which, you know, I haven't watched it. I've seen glimpses and pieces of it. My girlfriend's read the books. You know, oh, my God, girl falls in love with vampire. Girl fucks vampire. Girl fucks werewolves. Evil vampires. Good vampires. Werewolves. Seen it. Called Underworld. It's just Underworld without the violence. It's just real emo shit for young kids. And you know what? I'm not even going to shit on the books because you know what? Anything that encourages the new generation of fucking soft, pampered little kids to fucking read, I'm all for. I understand that. But the problem is that same thing with Harry Potter and any other books that got converted to movies. When you transcend fucking... When you transcend just books as a whole and start just shoving it down people's throats through movies, lunchboxes, pillowcases, butt cushions, toilet seats, t 
toilet paper, fucking frying pans. When you get to that stage, you actually make the product shittier. That's what ends up happening. Because it's like, the best example was, and, and Spaceballs made fun of it totally. It was like, Spaceballs the toilet paper. Spaceballs the coloring book. Spaceballs the action. And, and that's what happens. They take something that, you know, is great, and they just fucking bastardize the shit out of it to the point where you just hate it utterly. Like, that's what it is. I'm more than sure Twilight is a fantastic book, and I'm more than sure that, you know, Harry Potter, I've seen the movies, I've never read the books, but I'm more than sure the books are phenomenal. But if Aragon is proof of anything, I read the Aragon book and that series before I even watched the fucking shitbag movie. The fact of the matter is that when you go that extra step to, to milk it for all it's worth, you better pray to God that somebody really gives a fuck about it or they're just going to put out garbage. Now, you know, I'm more than sure people will fucking say to me, oh, you know, Twilight's fucking fantastic. But unfortunately, you know, it's fucking, it's ruined. It is ruined. It is ruined for me. I wouldn't read the book now if, if you put a gun to my head just on the premise that the fucking, the, you know, they, they ruin shit. You know, Hollywood and fucking fans, you know, it's fucking shit. It's like fans and, and Hollywood ruin everything. Oh, looks like we got our first call. Let's see who it is. Who's this? You're on the air. Hey, you hear me? Who's this? Yeah, I hear you. Who's this? This is PK. Oh, shit. What's going on? Nothing. I just heard you talk about that uh, Twilight stuff and thought I'd call in and go, how the hell do you make a video game out of a romance movie? A movie, a book. That's, you know, Harry Potter, that's at least adventurous. You know, and I've read the book, and I've seen the movies, and the books are much better. But that's just me. But, you know, at least that's action and, you know, firing wands and, and, and you know, stuff you can do. Is a romance movie? It's ridiculous. And you're exactly. right. When was, the last, when was the last time you saw a video game? No, I'm sorry. A movie turned into a video game, and the video game didn't suck. I haven't seen it. I mean, X-Men Origins was decent. That's about it. But it's yeah, true. Well, that, that, I haven't played that, but I can't think. I can't personally think of a single game that's based on a movie that was any good. Now, have you seen? Have you? Did you see the Twilight flick, or have I you read the book? Neither, actually. I've been meaning to. I've, I I go to college with younger kids, and they're all read the book, read the book. I'm like, I'm not going to read the stupid book. I've got enough vampire books that are decent, and not mass produced for the kiddies and the teens, like you pointed out. It's true. It's like try and read that. Well, look at a good example is look at Interview with a Vampire. If mm-hmm. you if you read Interview with a Vampire and you saw the movie, while the movie kind of captured the essence of the book, the movie wasn't as good as you would have thought it was gonna be. Yeah, and I've read I have read that book and I have seen that movie and the book is better. But the, but the thing is, is you've got time issues with a book and a movie. What they can describe in, a, in three pages would take 20 minutes for you to show in a movie, so they've got to cut stuff out. But you, lo- you always lose something when you go from a book to a movie. Yep, because you can't. You can't cram 900 pages of wizardry with fucking Harry Potter into a book. You can't. Mm-hmm. And, the same, and the same thing applies with Twilight. You know, you've got fucking three books. And, you know, as soon as uh, they finished the first movie and they started filming New Moon and they showed scenes of fucking guys that turn into puppies because those aren't any real werewolves. You know, everybody fucking creamed in their shorts about it. They're like, oh, my God, look, he's so hot. 
it's a little puppy. Give me a break. Fucking I shit. I haven't seen trailers for that one. Oh, I avoid if you, if you it look completely. Up, if really, you look up the trailer for if you look up the trailer for New Moon, you definitely got to check it out. Just because you got to see the guy turn into the werewolf, and I'm using air quotes because it is awful. Yeah, is I heard awful. the air quotes there. Yeah. Yeah. When you're it's done, when, when show's over, I'm gonna look it up and watch it. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Stick around. Stick around in the in the chat. I can't. I'm um I'm in a friend's and they're in the chat. Ah, okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, that was PK. She's, uh, I actually know her, and it was great that she called in. Thank you for the call, PK. She actually um, put up a valid point in the sense that, you know, these, these books, nothing ever translates good to screen. Now, I'm looking at the switchboard, and I see a number that can only be uh, one of our regular callers, Slick, and I'm more than sure he is going to enlighten us with some Negro rage. I can say that because I'm a minority. There will be plenty of black rage within the next five seconds. You're on the air. It is definitely rage time. What's going on, Chocolateite? Uh, I'm going to talk about your point of games just not selling these days. Because I just saw some shit online a few seconds ago and yeah, it's, it's that time. They're jumping the shark, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you got shit like Twilight coming out. And you got, all these, you got all these movie games coming out. But I'm actually going to talk about a game that has nothing to do with a movie. And it's getting a lot of hype. It was at E3, probably at Comic-Con. And it just looks like a flaming piece of shit to me. I want to talk about the game Wet. That's that game with this chick who's like a mix of freaking Lara Croft and fucking, what's that chick from that vampire game? I forgot her name, but basically she has a gun in one hand and a sword in another, and they have like 8 million trailers on IGN or any other game show, game uh, website, where... They just do do this film grain effect to hide the fact that the graphics suck. And oh yeah, that's always good. You, the whole thing is in fucking bullet time. Oh, let's, let's not forget her adrenaline mode, which is cell shaded, which is another way oh, to hide nice. the way that the graphics suck. Mind you, this is a PS3 and 360 game, and they're using cell shading. That's some shit for the Wii to get over the fact that it can't match the graphics of the fucking 360 and the PS3. I just saw another trailer of that shit, a live-action trailer on IGN. All you hear, you see nothing but blackness for like 30 seconds. You hear motherfuckers screaming, gunshots, glass breaking and shit. You see this dude with a fucking pipe through his chest and a bullet in his head. This motherfucker opens his eyes and starts singing about how beautiful this bitch is. Jesus Christ. And every other dead guy in the fucking room, one guy hanging from a fan, they go into a musical number. Yeah, if a game has a fucking musical number, that's cute for me to fucking slip my wrists. Yeah, I just posted the link in the chat. Yeah. Nice. We, what we do you think? About... Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, finish your thought. I was going to say, we've talked about this, this game in the forums, and some people are, oh, it's going to be great. No, this game's going to be a piece of shit. 
There you go. I got a funny question for you. How do you feel knowing that the PlayStation 2 outsold the PlayStation 3? Is that not the fucking worst shit? It's, it is the worst. I mean, all three consoles, by comparison, just the last year, are doing pretty bad. And it's That's just fucking, what you said. We don't have money. And and it's a lot of dough. You know what it is, too? Sony's consistent in terms of putting out, you know, quality products. The problem is they don't want to fold and drop the price. It's like, yo, and here's the worst thing. They take away. You wouldn't be selling PlayStation 2s if PlayStation 3s still had backwards compatibility. Right or wrong? Think about it. If the PlayStation 3 still had backwards compatibility and you phased out the PlayStation 2 but left the games out there, guess what happens? People buy the PlayStation 3 because they have an exponentially huge volume of games to play. But no, no, no. Let's, let's just milk the teat that is fucking the, the general public from all the money they can. Oh, that one's not entirely Sony's fault. That was actually Sony listening to the fans because the fans, when the PS3 came out, because I have a backwards compatible PS3, it, I played I. Spider-Man from the PS1. It looks like shit because you can't freaking really look at a PS1 game or a 1080p TV, but I can play it. And yep. what do you call it? They they made the, the whole thing that it had PS2, physical PS2 parts in it, so it could play PS2 and PS1 games until they could do software-based backwards compatibility. And all the naysayers, oh, 600 bucks, fuck backwards compatibility, I don't care about that shit. Everybody said that, yeah. so they took it out. Well, you know what it is? And I'm gonna And I'm going to say something that's really fucking stupid. And, you know, I, I could be right, I could be wrong. Let me tell you something. When you're a company and you put out a product that is fucking phenomenal, because don't get me wrong, the Xbox 360 is awesome, but when I saw the PlayStation 3 and I saw all the shit it can do, I fucking was sporting mahogany when I saw that shit. Because I'm like, yo, this, el- this eliminates half of the shit that I have in my room. You know, it eliminated, exactly. a PS- it eliminated PS2. It eliminated a DVD player. You have a Blu-ray player. You can surf the web on it. You eliminate a fuckload of stuff with one system. Yeah, you got to lay out 600 bucks, and that was fine. But you know what it was that fucking annoyed me? That they, start, they started cutting the price little by little, and every time they cut the price, they'd take something out. And it's like, if you're going to keep cutting, the, sometimes you got to take a loss. It's like, yo, put the shit out there for 300 bucks. And, you know, just fucking put a nail in somebody's fucking dome. You know what I mean? It's like, if Microsoft is your biggest competitor, not that I don't love the Xbox, but if I were Sony, I would have came in and been like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's take a loss. Put the system out for $300. Put the system out for 279 I guarantee you they would have moved more units and they would have made up the money just on fucking accessories and games alone. You got to take a loss sometimes. That's how business works. Sometimes you got to put out something, especially when you're sure of some shit. Because when Sony fucking came out and they're like, yo, our system does all this shit. Sony said, you know, we're going to put it out there and it's going to be the complete package. And it's going to last right. 10 years. Yeah, but what the fuck good is it if you guys don't, don't fucking take a risk, man? You guys got uh, to gamble a little bit. Their whole bullshit line is that they are gambling because they, they are, even from the start, they're saying that 
they undercharge based on what it costs to make it. But the the fact remains, we were we weren't doing so well as an economy when the shit came out, and right now it's halfway through 2009, we ain't doing any better. Yeah, we it got changed, but the economy hasn't changed for the better yet. Well, you know what's funny, um, uh, and one of the guys in the chat feels that you know they they're taking they have been selling it at a loss now. I give I got to give him credit. He is, they are selling it at a loss from a manufacturing standpoint. But when you're a yeah. company and you want and you want to fucking win, fuck it, you go all in because you know that nobody's not gonna buy the shit. The problem is that you know they were like, oh well, if we put out at five hundred dollars, everybody will buy it. Yeah, guys with jobs, people with you know, but regular Joe schmoes that you know are have a PlayStation Two in their house. They're not gonna go and drop six hundred bucks, you know. They're this gonna wait the, until it's two forty nine because th- there's a lot of poor motherfuckers out here. Absolutely, <laughs> even dudes with jobs. But this is the this is the bottom line of it all. Fact remains, and I know Ant's gonna go crazy when I say this shit. From the start, if you take their starting prices, truth of the matter, PS three is cheaper than the Xbox three sixty. If you make them truly com- comparable to one another, make them do the same thing, the PS3 costs less. But nobody's looking at that. They're looking at the sticker price on that fucking big, heavy-ass box. And one said 600 one said 400 And that's all anybody was fucking looking at. That's they don't it. care about accessories. They don't care. They're looking at that big, heavy fucking box they got to drag home. Well, and a lot of, a like lot you of said, people, Sony got to drop it. A lot of people, you know... They um here's what happens when a lot I you know and I've seen this even when I used to work in a video game store you get a lot of uneducated parents coming in and they'll come in and they go my son wants the Sony PlayStation and the guy goes yeah we got that it's six hundred bucks oh that's too much money oh well you know maybe you want to buy get a Wii two forty nine you know you, you, the problem is you've got to find a magic number. And I understand that Sony's been taking a loss, and, you know, it, it's, it's respectable that they've been taking a loss from a manufacturing standpoint, and that's fine. Say the system costs fucking four, 480 to make, and you're selling it for $400. You know, you, you're making somewhat of a profit, but you've got to look at it like this. If you drop the system down to, two, let's say, 349 or even 299 the volume of systems is going to compensate for the fact that you're taking a loss. Because look at the Wii. The Wii is a fucking, you know, it, it, it's a souped-up GameCube. i got to call it like it is. It's a souped-up GameCube. It's $249. It's, a, it's an affordable price. I wouldn't have felt so bad buying a PlayStation 3 but, and not getting beat over the head on top of everything else. It's like, here's the PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah, you got to buy the remote. Oh, yeah, you got to buy this. You know, it, it's like... They, they fucking nickel and dime the fuck out of you, and then they don't want to fold and help people out. Oh, they try to, they, they try to make up for that shit, too. I remember I was showing you all those discounts. They have Hancock on sale for $26 on Blu-ray, but they have Hancock on sale with the Sony Blu-ray remote, the PS3 remote, for $30. I had to laugh at that shit. It's it's funny because, you know, 
Sony, they, they put out this great technology. You know, they put out Blu-ray. They, and here's a, here's a perfect example. They, they pushed Blu-ray. They didn't give a fuck what it took, but they put Blu-ray to kill HD DVD. I'm more than sure they took a loss on a lot of shit. But this is, this is what I'm saying. When you want to be number one in the game, whether it's at work or whatever, you go in for the fucking kill. And Sony just assumed that because they're Sony and they put out a great product, that everybody was going to flock to it and drop $600 and they'd be rolling in the money. Yeah, it works to an extent because the people with jobs and the people that, you know, aren't too bad off, they'll definitely buy the game. But, you know, regular Joe Schmo and his kids is not going to work. I think, you know, that's where Sony, you know, they, they kind of believe their own hype and they got bit in the ass for it. And now they're trying to come back by, you know, putting out all this other shit and, you know, they're going to come out with a slim PlayStation 3, which is going to be fucking, you know, I'm more than sure it's going to be fucking stripped down to the point of ridiculousness. And watch them go now and put the slim out for like 300 or 289 or 279 because now they don't give a shit. Yeah, and just you know, not, too, he was clowning on the Peter on Sony because they put out a, a HD console and packed it with a composite cable. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, you got it's Microsoft, one of those things. Microsoft, after a year and a half, added HDMI to their console and didn't change the price. Exactly, but you know what it is with Microsoft? Microsoft, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, be a fanboy for any system because you know what it is? They all got fucking faults, good, bad, or otherwise. You know, Sony, I love their product. They put out good shit. Sometimes they can be real dickheads. Microsoft, another bunch of dickheads. You know, Nintendo, oh, yeah, our system's the cheapest, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you know what? When you got to fucking play a game of, of raising chickens or fucking feeding your cat, or milking your goldfish, or any other fucking bullshit game, you're not going to sell systems. No one's going to buy that shit. Let me tell you, I have a Wii. Do you know what I use it for? To weigh myself on Wii Fit, and maybe play Wii Sports, and maybe one or two of the other games I got. As a whole, I don't have any non-first-party titles. You know, I have most of the Mario games. You know, whatever first-party shit that they put out, I got. Everything else, rental, for that reason. They all have their own faults. Definitely. All right. Well, let me freaking uh, let me move on and and cover some of this other shit because I I'm, I still got a lot of stuff to go and we only got forty five minutes of show left. All right, man. All right, man. Thanks for the chat. call as always. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Thanks. Now, here's what I, you know. Slick brought up a valid point, and, and right now the chat room is lit up with, you know, people, you know, stating their case for the, the, the pricing of consoles and defending what they want to, you know, how, everybody wants to justify that they laid out the money they laid out for a reason. I feel that I was one of the people that bought a PlayStation 3 to get the 60-gig system with backwards compatibility for three reasons. Number one there's still a, a great number of PlayStation 2 games out there that I still play. Number two, at the time, the 60-gig system offered the most complete package. You know, you had the bullshit-ass 40-gig, blah, blah, blah. And then 
you know, now they, 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 they started – what I didn't like was they started increasing the size. You know, you had the 80 gig, the 120 gig. But as you increase the size and improve the system, you started taking shit away. You know, you took out backwards compatibility. You took out some of them, you know, didn't have as many USB ports, this, that, and a third. It's one of those things that you're always going to be, you know, it's never going to be picture perfect. We're all going to bitch about all the different systems, but you know what? We play them, so we're just as guilty. If we really wanted to make an impact, we'd tell them, look, nobody's going to buy your shit as long as it continues to be this much money. That's it. But you know what it is? As much shit as I talk on this show and, you know, I, I gripe about, the fact of the matter is, we're all sheep. We can complain about everything, but at the end of the day, we're, we're there giving Sony our money. It, whether it's at the beginning of the console's life or at the end of the console's life, we're giving them the money. PlayStation 2 is the perfect example. It's like the PlayStation 3 is out. Who's still buying PlayStation 2? Obviously, a fuckload of people. So I'm not going to fucking beat this up anymore. I'm going to try and run through the list of other shit. I got uh, some letter bag, I still got movie news, and we don't got that much show left. So, let's roll through this fucking thing. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 dropped on Xbox Live. Sony owners are fucked for a couple of more weeks. Uh, you can pick it up for 1,200 uh, points. And you're also going to be able to pick up uh, Turtles in Time reshelled within a few weeks. So, it's actually a great time to be playing Xbox Live games. Um... Fat Princess came out for Sony today. I haven't got a chance to play it, but the concept is definitely original. And I'm going to check it out. I'll probably have a review for that next week. I want to give some props to the Ghostbusters video game that has now sold over a million copies since the game came out June 16th. That is fucking awesome. And hopefully it will continue the resurgence of the Ghostbusters franchise as a whole. Definitely checking it out. Um, I haven't played it yet. I only played the demo, but it's either in my queue or if it goes down in price, I may play it. Um, if also, if you're a fan of PlayStation Home, which I play once in a while, they're actually releasing uh, G.I. Joe costumes this week for free. So you'll be able to dress up your, guy, your, your, your avatar as Duke, which I'm not going to fucking do, uh, the Baroness, but you can also dress them up as Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, which means there's going to be 5 million Snake Eyes and Storm Shadows running across PlayStation Home. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be just people running around, look, man, I'm a fucking ninja. Oh, I'm a fucking ninja, too. There'll probably be, like, one person dressed as Duke and a whole bunch of girls dressed as the Baron is getting hit on by guys on PlayStation Home. I mean, it's a great marketing strategy, and it definitely puts the word out for the game. I actually... um feel that PlayStation Home, you know, if they continue to do this type of stuff, like integrating shit into their service, you know, especially to help promote products, more people will fuck with it, because not for nothing, I'm actually going to go on later tonight and see if I can get a, a Snake Eyes and a Storm Shadow costume for my avatar. Why? Because I'm a, I'm a fucking sheep, and I'm going to go and do it. But definitely take the time and check that out if you want to hook up your avatar and your virtual apartment, which is fucking gay. But anyway... Uh, to close out some video game news, let's uh, wish a happy birthday to the ESRB. Uh, Fifteen years ago, Sega and Nintendo proposed a, uh, you know, an entertainment software rating board after the whole big Mortal Kombat uh, fiasco. 
when Mortal Kombat came out and it was bleeding and blah, blah, blah. The original ratings when it came out back in the day was uh, EC, which is Early Childhood, or Erectile Concubine. Nah, let me stop. <laughs> early Childhood, which was up to ages three and over. Uh, KA, Kids to Adults, uh, may be unsuitable for players under six. Then you had Teen, not suitable for players under 13. Then you had Mature, not playable for players under 17. And then Adults Only. And when that came out, you know, U.S. politicians fucking creamed in their pants. They're like, oh, this rating system is fantastic. And from there, it brings us to today where everything is rated and blah, blah, blah. And people fucking don't give a fuck about the ratings because I still see young kids go in and buy games that they shouldn't be playing. All right. With that shit out of the way, that is the video game news for this week. Definitely went a little longer than I should have. A lot of ranting, a lot of pontificating, but you know what? The shit had to get said. Let's move into some fucking movie news. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter actually put out this week that Watchmen became the number one selling uh, Blu-ray this week, which was a fucking no-brainer because, you know, besides the fact that the movie's three hours of blue cock, I'm not going to go into that any further to spoil it, but it's three hours of blue dick, but whatever. Anyway, uh, the movie is fucking making a shitload of money it's fucking fantastic on blu-ray if you got it definitely enjoy it because it, it's fucking high def you're going to be able to watch high def blue cock but um you know it's fucking horse shit but it's cool that it's the number one movie because you know it, i didn't think that when it was in the theaters people gave it a lot of credit just because it was an r-rated superhero flick but it happens i personally definitely added it to my Blu-ray collection, because it's just one of those movies you have to own. Marvel actually put out an announcement also that they are partnered with Madhouse, which is a uh, Japanese animation studio, to start creating anime versions of classic Marvel heroes. Uh, the first two that came out are going to be Iron Man and Wolverine. Uh, both of them are going to be dropping in Japan on the Animax channel in spring 2010 which means, obviously, you're going to be able to fucking go on YouTube and download them shits subtitled because they put out uh, teaser trailers, which look very cool. I think the anime Wolverine, you know, if done the right way, can be very effective. I can see the Iron Man anime going the Robotech way, you know, definitely a lot of tech shit. Also, Marvel took the opportunity and put out a trailer for Planet Hulk, uh, which they debuted at Comic-Con. It's going to come out on Blu-ray and on DVD in February, and it's based on the Incredible Hulk, World War Hulk, Planet Hulk storyline that took place uh, during Incredible Hulk's issues 92 through 105. Now, I'm definitely enjoying the resurgence of, you know, mainstream animated superhero movies because there's just so much more that can be done. They... Um, I got reminded that uh, blue that Halo is coming out in anime and Blu-ray, but um, you know what? I'm fucking Haloed out. So when it comes out, I'll watch it. But I'm fucking Haloed out. It's just Halo ODST, Halo Three, Halo this, Halo Cortana, Halo Book. It's like you know enough with the fucking Halo already. Please, Master Chief, we get it. You shoot shit and you're green. We got it. Enough. No more fucking Halo. All right. No more ranting either. But, um, you know, I think that it's definitely cool that Marvel's getting a lot of love. And, 
you know, I'm definitely picking up Planet Hulk. I was a big fan of the World War Hulk storyline, so I'm definitely picking that up. And I'm definitely hoping that the anime Wolverine and Iron Man can be seen in America at some point. Now, a couple of other things. Um, movie sequels and unoriginal shit. You know, I always got to rant about that. But um, Variety put out a little bit of an article saying that Spirit Pictures is going to do a prequel to King Kong called King Kong, King of Skull Island. It's going to revolve around the backstory of the ape and how he became king of the island. It's going to supposedly be done in motion capture similar to Beowulf and the Polar Express. Uh, They're saying that Peter Jackson is not going to be involved. And just reading that, I'm like, all right, the King Kong movie, it it was good but it was long as shit. Like, him fighting the T-Rexes was fantastic, but the overall movie, there was way too many close-ups of people's eyes shaking. It was like watching fucking Lord of the Rings with a monkey. So, I mean, if they do it right, I may check it out, but it's like, really? How the fuck is the ape king of the island? That's what I want to know. It's like, you're motherfucking, like, 200 feet tall. You're the king of whatever the fuck you want to be. They don't fucking elect you king. The little savage dudes didn't say... Oh, we like you, giant monkey. You be our king. No. He is a big motherfucking gorilla that is on their island. And guess what? He can eat them. They can't kill him. So, you know, there's not a fucking... I don't know why they're saying he's the king of Skull Island. It's a fucking... It's a monkey. Really? But who knows? We'll see how this train wreck develops over the the next few months. And, uh, of course, I'll be able to cover it. Um... Now, of course, Hollywood jumping on the uh, comic book bandwagon. They're going to do a film adaptation of The Darkness, which is a comic book from Image about a mafia hitman who possesses a very dark power. And the side effect is that he can't fuck nobody because the chick will get pregnant, his unborn child will get his powers, and he dies. It's a, it's a great concept. The book was fantastic. The issues that I read, you know, I've also, the trade paperback that I've read, all overall fantastic. Uh, the casting choice is what has me a little concerned because, of course, they're looking to cast Channing Tatum to play Jackie Estacado. Now, okay, I can understand, you know, Channing Tatum playing him. Okay, yeah, pretty boy, blah, 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 blah. But already, fucking with the plot. The plot, which will be based on the comic book series, is going to be about Jackie surviving a hit attempt and he goes to the afterlife where he's possessed by an evil force which gives him unspeakably violent powers number one that is not the plot you fucks that's not the plot at all you stupid bastards you dumb asshole thank you gene wilder thank you for providing that the plot is as follows The darkness is passed down from generation to generation. You know, from father to son, father to son. That's how it works. The Witchblade, which is always tied in with the darkness, passed down generation to generation. Of course, they can't do something that simple. Oh, no. He's going to die and then get possessed by these evil forces, which sounds like fucking Spawn. It's like, look... It's not that hard. You can start the movie off with him developing the powers at 21, and then, boom, you could throw a flashback, or he can read a book, and it'll say, all right, this power's been passed down generation to generation. You know, 
That's it. It's fucking horseshit. Why must Hollywood take it upon themselves to fucking fuck shit up? It's like, bend over, I'm going to jam my whole fist in your asshole and pull your fucking guts out. That's what they're doing. They're taking the simple fucking thing of this book, which is fairly straightforward. There's nothing complicated about it. Guy blows his load in some chick, kid gets powers, father dies, boom. There's your character. Guess what? He can't fuck nobody. So it's, it's horseshit. It really is. If this is the route they're going to go, I, I say that the Pang brothers who supposedly are going to direct it are fucking idiots. You two fucks, whoever the fuck you are, are stupid. Read the fucking book. Oh, fuck this shit. Anyway, I can't. I can't even go into it any further because I'm just going to fucking lose my mind, possibly break the fucking screen. Can't do it. Um, in Iron Man 2 news, of course, they, of course, there's got to be some Iron Man 2 news because, of course, the minute that the pictures start getting released, they're going to be like, oh, my God, Scarlett Johansson, blah, squirt in my fucking shorts. She's got red hair and big tits. Really, get over yourselves. But anyway... They uh, spoke with Sam Rockwell, who's actually a great actor. He's going to be playing Justin Hammer. And he is supposedly saying that his character will be donning his own suit of armor. Now, originally, of course, everybody knows that Justin Hammer doesn't wear the suit. You know, Mickey Rourke was going to actually play, who's playing Whiplash, is going to wear a suit. I personally think that Mickey Rourke would have been a better Crimson Dynamo as opposed to Whiplash, because I always thought of Whiplash as a more B-grade villain, like a secondary character. If you want to keep Whiplash in the movie, you should definitely make him working with Crimson Dynamo, because the way the comics used to have it, Justin Hammer would hire these guys to do whatever the fuck they needed to do. Now, once again, Marvel's starting to fucking do the same shit. Oh, let's put the suit on a guy who doesn't wear one. Why? What is that going to accomplish? Nothing. How about leaving Justin Hammer just the way he is? Because, you know, his character is perfectly capable of just hiring bad guys. That's a, this is a great opportunity for them to start putting in cool bad guys that they could just have pop up throughout the movie. You know, Whiplash, Crimson Dynamo, uh, the Tarantula. You know, guys that have popped up in Iron Man comics. You could definitely have them pop up once in a while. The, um, you know, everybody assumed that the second movie would focus on the Mandarin given the organization uh, the Ten Rings in the first Iron Man. Shit, I thought the same thing. But, you know, they went the Justin Hammer route. I don't know if they're going to start introducing the Mandarin's presence. I don't know how far they want to go with the franchise as a whole, if they're going to do three movies, four movies, five movies. But I'm, I'm not liking Sam Rockwell having to wear his own armored costume. I don't think it's appropriate for this juncture of, of storytelling. I think that Whiplash is fine if you want to add an armored suit, you know, put Crimson Dynamo in there and be fucking done with it. You know, don't just fucking blow your load and go, oh, yeah, we're going to fucking put blood in there, and, you know, it's going to be fucking cool now. Because what, this is what happens. Sometimes you start pissing off your core audience, and they start turning on your product. Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie was fantastic special effects, excellently well-written, Robert Downey Jr. shoo-in for playing Tony Stark. I mean, yeah, I was a little unsure of Pepper Potts 
And I have to give Terrence Howard credit where credit is due. He was a fantastic roadie. I think he would have made a, a fantastic war machine. Um, you know, a lot of people are shitting on the casting of Don Cheadle as Rhodes, and that's fine. But I think Don Cheadle's a, a, a competent actor, and he can bring a different dimension to Rhodey's character. Terrence Howard, yeah, he looked just like Rhodey, and, you know, he definitely conveyed the overall presence of Rhodes' character. But overall, I mean, eh, you know, it's I'm not going to shit on it until I see how well Don Cheadle does. But overall, I think that Iron Man 2, you know, just because of the hype for the movie, is definitely going to do well. But I don't like that they're starting to take a couple of liberties that are way too, you know, way too off base for the character. It's like putting Kingpin in Iron Man and saying the Kingpin's going to wear an armored suit too, just for fuck's sake. I think that if they do it properly, it may work, but right now I'm not convinced, so we'll see what happens. Um, I want to cover this week's letter bag. If I can actually pull the shit up, it would be fantastic, because I believe we got one letter in. Uh, last week's question was about what film franchise would you like to see, you know, what movie would you like to see a sequel made of, and what film franchise do you feel is sequeled out, so to speak? And, um, you know, we got a couple of, uh, couple of good letters. I'm just, I can't fucking open anything. Nothing works tonight. Jesus. Ugh. Bear with me, folks, because obviously nothing is fucking working today. But, uh, we'll see who we got. If anybody, I think we had one letter, uh, from one of the guys. I think it was from Jake. Not 100% sure because my inbox fucking sucks. Jesus. All right. Please pardon while I fucking open this shit up. Sometime today would be good. Fuck you, Gmail. Fuck you. All right. This shit does not want to open, so I'll give it a few minutes. Uh, Once again... If you want to discuss any of these topics, feel free to call in 347-324-3541. Again, if you want to cover any of the topics, uh, give criticism on the show, anything, 347-324-3541. You can also email at mtrhost at gmail.com. If my fucking inbox would open, it would be fantastic. Google, you Google faggots. Jesus. Ugh. All right. You know what? It'll work eventually. I can't. I can't fucking start raging on this shit because it's not going to accomplish anything. I actually wanted to take also the opportunity and, you know, say that we've hit a uh, hundred listeners. A hundred people have actually given a fuck about my show. I'd actually want to say thanks to those guys for uh, supporting, and, you know, definitely you're, you're noticed, put it that way. Everybody, you know, I, I know that I don't fucking, uh, you know, I don't sit out here and fucking pontificate how great my audience is, but definitely want to thank you guys for all the fucking support. I'm going to get emotional and start crying. No, not really. But um, I think that uh, we're off to a good start. I'm just trying to get my, uh, my feet wet 
in terms of getting a format down packed. I don't know how uh, how long I'm going to keep this format, but I think it's worked well so far. Uh, the 90-minute show seems to have been very popular. But um, finally, got the email up. Uh, the email was from it was from Jake. Uh, he feels that the movie that needs a sequel is Evil Dead slash Army of Darkness and Office Space. Uh, Evil Dead Army of Darkness, uh, yes and no. I mean, more Bruce Campbell, never a bad thing. Uh, in terms of the story itself, I think that it's got to be fucking good. It really does. It's got to be good. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same thing, milking a franchise that has no chance of redemption. Um, if, they, if they're going to do the Ash versus Jason versus Freddy Krueger versus my mom, versus your dad movie, then uh, I think, you know, that may be a good segue to gauge the popularity of doing another Evil Dead movie. But I think Army of Darkness was a perfect way to end it. That's just me. I mean, by all means, you know, it's, if you want to see that, that's cool. Office Space, if you do it the right way, I think it would be an awesome sequel. But it's got to not take itself seriously and, and rely on the hype of, you know, of old office space. Like, you can't recycle the fucking gags and shit. Like, you can definitely keep one or two of the older, you know, the original characters in there, but you definitely want to go with a core, younger group of guys that were unknowns because that's what made office space successful. You had, you know, a bunch of unknown guys that just got a chance to shine on various levels. I think it would be fucking cool if they did do an office space, so definitely got to agree with you there. In terms of movies that don't need any more sequels, he said that Resident Evil doesn't need any more sequels. Now, of course, you know, I, I, I agree. I think the Resident Evil movies as a whole, they're a guilty pleasure. I'm not going to say they're fucking, you know, they're fucking Oscar winning, but they're definitely cool. You know, they provide, you know, they provide 90 minutes of enjoyment for me. The, the overall presentation is cool. I think, you know, the character of Alice, while interesting and not integrated into any games, is a little fucked up, or vice versa. It's like you could have done it with, uh, with Claire and, you know, you could have done it with the guys from the game, and it still would have been as good of a movie. But I think that just, you know, if, if they're going to do shit with Alice, you know, then she's definitely got to pop up in a game or something because you know what it is? It feels like the whole zombie thing is, you know, it's just a movie with zombies. Like, the Resident Evil connection is only there because you, you mention Umbrella a few times and you put zombie dogs. But at the end of the day, it's just a really cool monster flick. Like, the Resident Evil, it's like the Resident Evil message, you know, the overall presentation isn't there. That's just my opinion. I think that, you know, if, if they pulled more game elements, people would feel more comfortable but, you know, you drop a few names and all of a sudden it's a Resident Evil movie. Me, personally, I would like to see the end of, and a lot, I'm going to get shit for it, definitely want to see the end of the Saw franchise. It's like Jigsaw's been dead for, what, three fucking movies already? We get it. People continuing his work, we got it. Cool tracks, yeah, okay. But definitely needs to end. I think that I, I'm hearing that this next one that's coming out is going to be the last one. So we should definitely kind of end the Saw franchise. It's one of the first movies that I've seen in a long time 
that's made it to seven franchises, you know, to seven sequels. You know, Friday, you could throw Friday the 13th in there, Nightmare on Elm Street in there, Critters in there, you know, low-budget shit like that. But this is, Saw to me is the first mainstream movie that has had every sequel released in theaters and made a fuckload of money. You know, it, it, that, that's a great accomplishment. But I think the fact that you're approaching, you know, six and seven and shit like that, you gotta, you got to hang it up. I think that definitely the Saw franchise deserves a timeout. And, of course, I got corrected. Yeah, it's five, it's six, it's seven. Fuck it. You know, shitload of Saw movies, we're done. We get it. Jigsaw, dead. We got it. But um, sequels or remakes, some people say remakes. Uh, somebody mentioned Flash Gordon, which was actually what I was going to go with. Flash Gordon would be a definite cool movie to remake or even do a sequel of because Flash Gordon is, is something that hasn't been raped and pillaged beyond belief. Um, they're going to be doing a sequel to the Phantom movie that uh, Billy Zane was in, which is another movie. It's, it's not great, but it's not terrible. You know, it's like a guilty pleasure flick. They're going to do that. You know, they're going to do another Phantom. There's rumors that they're going to remake Clash of the Titans, which one of my favorite movies of all time, considering that, you know, the fucking special effects were done with fucking clay and puppets and shit. I think that that would be, that would be cool with the special effects that are out nowadays. Uh, Clash of the Titans would be cool. I would actually be open to watching a remake or a sequel to a Sinbad movie. Because Sinbad, Sinbad has a great amount of source material you could go on. You know, you got fucking, you got chicks, you got fucking monsters, pirates. Definitely, you know, you can definitely do a lot of shit with it. The only thing I wouldn't, I'd be concerned with is that, they, that it goes the mummy route and they just fucking churn them out, and they just get systematically worse. But I think one good, well-done Sinbad movie would be pretty cool. Um, I've heard rumors that Disney's going to be going in a, in a totally separate direction and do a, a Dracula movie. A, Dracula, a, a Disney Dracula movie, I, I, I'm more than sure it's going to be very childish. But I think that a, a good hand-drawn, don't get me wrong, I love all the Pixar movies, but a good hand-drawn Disney movie would be pretty fucking cool. Um, especially a Dracula one. I mean, they could definitely hand-draw it really nice. And yeah, you know, the, you might lose a lot of the kiddie audience, but I think that if the story's well told, and yeah, you know, I'm more than sure they'll take liberties with it because there's a lot of shit that they don't want to, you know, they don't want to have people getting staked through the heart and shit. But, you know, there, there's a cool way to do it. I think if Disney does go that route and try something different, it would be interesting. Uh, you know, it's like I, I miss hand-drawn animation. I miss hand-drawn movies. It would be fucking cool. But um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, it's unfortunate Jake was the only one that emailed. But uh, please, people, make sure you email into the fucking show because I read it on the air and you get a free plug. Um... Question for next week. If all the, if, put it like, and this is a valid point. If the PlayStation 3 came down to $250 and you did not own the system, would you buy it? Would your, would it be influenced on price? Or No, 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 scratch that. If the PlayStation 3 came down to 250 bucks and got backwards compatibility, would you be, interested in purchasing it 
why and why not. If you already own it, obviously it doesn't fucking apply to you, but it may apply in the sense that you want a second console or whatever. Would you be willing to pay $250 for the PlayStation 3? Um, uh, second part to that question is, is the Xbox 360 competitively priced now to compete with the PlayStation 3, or do you feel that the price can go down? Again, feel free to answer at mtrhost at gmail.com. Uh, we got 14 minutes of show left, uh, a couple of plugs. Uh, definitely want to give a, a shout-out to vgnradio.com. They do a podcast on Sundays, which is Medispective slash VGN Radio. Uh, you can catch me on there once in a while. Uh, I think sometimes they don't put me on there because I fucking, I'm like a runaway train of fuckery just spreading disrespect. Uh, you can catch me also on Cleveland Sports Radio where I uh, discuss MMA. That's usually the first Sunday of the month. So I'm more than sure I will be on it probably the first or second Sunday of August to discuss the Strike Force pay-per-view, which is on August 15th. Um, again, you can email me at mtrhost at gmail.com, and you can follow me on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash akuma25. You can follow my exploits and my random fuckery. Uh, you can find me on MySpace, myspace.com slash rb19ad. You can find me on there. Send me your friends request. Tell me you listen to the show, whatever. You know, I'll add you. Uh, I don't even fuck with MySpace that much, but... I usually use it for the wonderful forums, which I want to say thank you to the, the, the fine people from the MySpace video game forum for calling in and helping move the show along to make it successful. Thank you guys very much. Uh, that's as nice as I'm going to get, so fuck you guys in the same breath. <laughs> um, but again, definitely thank Slick for his input and for emailing O'Malley, Strider, uh, PK for calling in, Bronx, who has a birthday today, and Bob also, so happy birthday to you two fucks. And um, definitely, please continue supporting the show. I'm actually building a website for it. It should be up within, I'd say within a month, but, you know, this is color people time, so a month might be six. And that's pretty much it. I can't believe that I ran through the show and there's 10 minutes of show left. So if uh, anybody wants to call in and cover any of this bullshit, by all means, feel free to call in because there's 10 minutes of show left. Um, fuck. I'm forgetting something. Oh, yeah. Definitely want to thank uh, Victor Steller for providing the intro and outro music. His uh, Transformers mix is on podsafeaudio.com. It was fucking pretty badass. So, um, oh, while I'm at it, speaking of music, if any, any fucking independent artists out there want to fucking contribute some music, please send it in. You know, I'll check it out, see if it'll fit into the show. You get free airplay. I get some variety to my fucking intro music. Oh, also, you will be able to download the show through iTunes. I am going to be taking all the episodes that have been taped thus far uh, doing some edit, some fancy editing, and putting it through my current iTunes RSS feed. Uh, you can also check out the page for that RSS feed through Libsyn. It's going to probably be mytakeradio.libsyn.com. 
don't hold me to it because I don't know how legitimate it is. But um, once it's up and running, oh, look at this. We got some phone calls with fucking 10 minutes left. Let's see who we got. You're on the air. Who's this? Yeah, it's Ant. Oh, shit. You finally called. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ant. What's going on, dude? Oh, uh, not much. Just, um, I got to kind of keep quiet because everyone's asleep. But, um, yeah, uh, Tron. I've been, like, yelling about Tron in the chat all friggin' night. <laughs> yeah, the chat thing is, uh, out of my control, unfortunately. I apologize for that. That's, uh, the fine folks at Blog Talks Radio's, uh, chat functionality. I have no control over it. No, no, no. I'm not saying any fault. Just I wanted to talk about Tron. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I kind of glossed over that. And um, I had wanted to cover it, but it's just that the trailer didn't really give me much, and just a picture of the light cycle. There's, there's not so much we can cover. I can go, oh, look, I saw the Tron trailer. It looks cool, and I saw a light cycle. It looks great, but there was no yeah. more material. That would have been all of five minutes. Yeah, but have you played Tron 2.0, though? No, I haven't, actually. Oh, shit. Well, um, back before they had any idea what Tron Legacy was going to be, they were, they were saying if Tron 2.0, the game, was a uh, was a success. They would make that into a movie. Now, the story, oh. behind that, the story behind that was a very good, like, branch off of the movie, which I thought would have made a good movie. Now, with this new Tron Legacy, there's no idea what the story's going to be, so I'm just hoping that it's going to be based off the game. Now, if you want, like, if you have a computer power from off a plane, I don't know how your computer rigs that up. You can look for Tron Super for cheap, or you can download it wherever you want. But that game, yeah, I, I got to nice. play it. Let's try and, I mean, it's got some light cycles, it's got some disc combat, it's got all kinds of stuff in it. That's pretty cool, man. I may have to check that out. Is that through, uh, is that on console or on the PC? It's on PC, and I think you can get it through Steam. You know, I've never fucked with that Steam shit, because I don't do a lot of PC gaming, but I'll definitely check it out. I'll, I'll, I may even cover it on next week's show. Uh, we still got eight minutes left. I think I even got Slick on the phone. So you know what? Let's bring him in, stay on the line, and uh, let's see Let's see what we got here. Slick, welcome yeah. back. Yeah, man, I figured I'd kill some time uh, since you were talking about movies. Uh, let's go over a few little gems that are, are seem to be coming out on Blu-ray soon. Uh, one of specific note would be The Last Starfighter, which actually comes out next week. Now, I hope they did some work with this, because that was a great fucking movie. Decent special well, I effects, think. and I think that'll look good on Blu-ray. Ah, nice. There's, uh, Lord, of course, Lord of the Rings drops November 9th, which I think you might have told me also. Yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah, I got some uh, some confirmation on that. Supposedly, that is going to be the official date. And um, November is going to have the complete Kill Bill uh, movie with all the missing shit and the uh, the black and white house of uh, the fight of uh, the House of Blue Leaves is going to be in color, like the Japanese version. Wow. And yeah, I'll that might be worth pick picking up. up I'll definitely pick that up also. Probably give me my old Kill Bill movie. <laughs> well, I have the Japanese one with the violent with the violent fucking uh, fight. It's fucking ridiculous. They cut out a lot of stuff. Like, they cut out this guy's mouth, like, getting sliced in half and shit. Damn. But, um, yeah. while I got you both on here, being that you are the voice, the voices of the video game forum community at the present moment, I figured I'd ask you this. Um, 
with all the with all the stuff coming out this summer, you know, they're, they're, that they're pushing on you guys. What is one game thus far from all the games that have come out that has definitely been your summer game that you feel is the best game to come out this summer thus far? Ghostbusters. You got Ghostbusters? Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that game out soon. I I got to say that that, um, with Ghostbusters, I wasn't expecting it to be that good. I mean, knowing that pretty much the whole cast and everything behind the original Ghostbusters movies is involved, I figured it would be all right to try it out, but I wasn't expecting it to be fun. And it's actually pretty fun given what they what they give you to play with. That that is true. I appreciated the fact when I played the demo that it was the original voice actors. Um, in playing it, is uh, does Bill Murray pop up in the game at all? Yeah, but he, for some reason he's very soft spoken. Like in in the movies, he's usually a, a lot louder, but in the game he tends to whisper like this a lot, and I don't know why. So it's like, huh. it kind of annoys me, but at some point you can really tell it's Bill Murray actually working on it. He He's not the strongest person in the game, though. Like, his voice like, isn't, doesn't carry as much as Dan Aykroyd's voice does and whoever played Egon, I can't remember his name. But yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, so, so Peter's, not shit, Peter's not shitting on Ray in the game? Oh, he is. <laughs> the, whole, the whole game, yeah. Peter Peter's always shit on everybody. It's just that you barely hear him. He's listening. Oh, okay. And they play ah, okay. Playboy. Like he, like any girl that you that you see in the game, he like he ends up flirting with, and it's like, we get it. So Gordon Weaver's not in the game. You don't have her anymore. Blah blah blah. Don't turn into a pimp. That's not who you are. And the game needed Rick Moranis, so he's like vanished. He's gone from existence now. Yeah, where the fuck is that fucking little prick? Where the fuck did he go, Rick fucking <laughs> Moranis? What is he doing? Did he make all that Honey, I Shrunk the Kid money and just fucking retire? Like, really? I think he was embarrassed from Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Oh, my God. He, that guy, yo, that guy is a screaming nerd stereotype. Like, if I needed an old, middle-aged, non-pussy-getting guy, I'd call Rick Moranis for any movie. I forgot who I said it to, but just on some random, just throw anybody in there in place of Lewis. I said they should have put Ed Grimley in Ghostbusters. <laughs> you, mean Mar- you, mean, you mean Martin, Martin Short? Short. Or- yeah, oh, oh, so Martin just- Short as Ed Grimley. <laughs> as a Ghostbuster. Martin, Martin Short as Ed Grimley is the most awful visual I had <laughs> ever. That little pointy-haired prick. That's like putting fucking Carrot Top in Gears of War. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. Get out of here, Cliff, we, Oh, we got to get Cliff Blazinski on the line, because Carrot Top and Gears 3 just raging all over the place with his fucking steroid oh. demon face. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your summer game, man? If you had to uh, pick a game that's, that's from all the games for the summer, what do you think is the best one that you've seen thus far or played? For me, it's, it's easily infamous. I've finally played both of the games. I've played infamous, and I've played... Uh, prototype, I like both games, but to me, Prototype is just sloppy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you you can see that it's very more it's more arcade based. Definitely more arcade based. I got a Strider uh, made a post in the chat that he feels the summer game is one versus a hundred. What do you, <laughs> think? you guys, do you guys yeah. agree or? Yeah, that, that's the free game that I've been playing. I mean, I've I've won 
the same game twice at 240 Microsoft points, so I really can't complain. I can say that it's a good game, but I'm not going to say it's the best summer game. But come on. Uh, Considering me it's a beta, it's a beta yeah, I mean, I'm winning shit. I can't complain at all about it. Oh yeah, of course. But that's how my that's how Microsoft makes you a fan. They're like, oh, let's give them fucking games that are fucking. Let's just give them points until they fucking swear that this game is the shit. But um, me personally, my summer game thus far has been uh, Blaze Blue. Definitely, just from a fighting game standpoint, I'm not. I can say Street Fighter Four. I can say. But in terms of a summer game that I'm playing right now, definitely Blaze Blue is uh, the name of the game. But uh, not to cut it short, I got a minute left. Uh, I want to say thanks to you guys for shooting the shit with me for the last few minutes. And uh, I'll, catch you guys, I'll catch you guys in the post-show chat. Let me just close shit up, and I will see you there. All right. Thanks a lot, Ant. Thanks a lot, Slick, again, for calling in, and I will catch you guys soon. All right. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. Uh, feel free to email mtrhost at gmail.com or tune in next week and call in 347-324-3541. I'm your host, Rich. This was My Take Radio Episode 4 for Thursday, July 30th. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Peace. Come